0: This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. Let's get into the Word tonight. You can see there on your sheets, we're gonna start in 2 Timothy chapter four. And I'm really excited about this teaching. I'm excited for uh, for our TV audience to hear what God is saying uh, to the body of Christ. And the title of tonight's message is, Are You an Amateur or Are You a Professional? And Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 is where we're going to start. And he says, You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. I want to read it again. You, therefore, I want you to think about what you're called and created to do. He says, You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, and no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Notice that phrase, that he may please him. The word please there in the Greek, it, it paints the picture in Greek literature of, of, I mean, think of the best horse you've ever seen work and how, how fit that horse is and how beautiful that horse is and how it moves and how it's fluent. And that's the word that Paul uses in the Greek language to paint a picture of our life. He's saying, are we being pleasing to the Lord just like when you watch a good horse work that it fills your heart, it's beautiful, that horse is fit and prepared. Whenever God looks at the way we're living life and the way we're doing what we're doing, is He pleased? Does it fill His heart the way that we move, the way that we think, the way that we believe, the way that we're using our gifts, the way that we're using our talents? Is it pleasing to the Lord? Hebrews eleven six says that without faith it is impossible to please God, but those who come to God must know that He is, and He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So I want you to think, is my life and the way that I'm doing things pleasing to God? He goes on to say, You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So he uses good soldier, and then he uses soldier... And, and he's speaking in the Roman culture, in the Greek culture, they had an understanding of these words that he was talking to Timothy from a standpoint that, okay, what Timothy was dealing with in the church at this time, that any moment the Roman government could come knocking on his door and, and kill him, flame. At this time, they were putting Christians up on poles and burning them along the where they did the road work. And so anytime, so Timothy is a young man and he has all these things going on in the church and so he's dealing with fear and he's dealing with timidity and Paul is telling you, Timothy, I need you to get a hold of yourself you realize that God is the one who enlisted you and you answered the call. Now, I need you to think like a soldier. And when they used the word soldier, they knew that all that went into being a soldier wasn't just saying, okay, I have the camo and the gear and I am here for duty if, and I will show up on the front lines if everything's okay. Paul was telling Timothy, no, Timothy, I need you to have some fierceness about you. I need you to think like a warrior. I need you to believe like a warrior. I need you to pray like a warrior. Are you an amateur or are you a professional, Timothy? I need you to get a hold of yourself and quit thinking about the struggles that you go through and think about pleasing the Heavenly Father. Quit thinking about the obstacles and I want you to think about the gifts and talents and passions that God's placed on the inside of you. Timothy, I need you to be the person that." That's on the front lines and you are wired in such a way. You're not thinking about quitting. You're thinking about doing whatever it takes to get the job accomplished. And the spirit of God is saying that to the body of Christ around the world right now. Like never before, he needs the body of Christ to rise up and not think about the persecution or how difficult it is or the problems that we have. We need to be on the front lines as a good soldier and realize who enlisted us. Realize that he not only enlisted us, but now he's our commanding officer. Paul is saying, Timothy, I need you to change the way that you think. Timothy, are you doing this because it's convenient? Are you doing it because you you know the heart of your father? Notice how he says, enlisted as a good soldier. And then he goes on in verse 5. He says, and also if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So he goes from talking about a soldier to talking about athletics. And then when he uses this word athletics, at this time there were professional athletes and then there were amateur athletes. And the amateurs, they they just did it whenever it was convenient. They did it whenever it was easy. They did it whenever it was popular. How do we live our life for God? Do we do it when it's easy? Do we do it when it's convenient? How is our relationship with God? Do we just read the word when it's easy? Do we read the word when it's easy? Do we praise when it's easy? Do we worship when it's easy? It takes effort to come to a service like this when everybody is so busy. Really, when I look at my relationship with God, am I an amateur or am I a professional? Because a professional thinks different than an amateur. A professional boxer doesn't get up one day and think, you know what? I think I'm going to fight Mike Tyson today. A a professional doesn't get up and say, okay, I'm just going to run a marathon today. No, there's training, there's preparation. It's the same thing. Whatever we're called to do, the calling is in us. The gift is in us. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. God placed it in us. But just because it's in us, just because the dream is in us, just because the assignment is in us, doesn't mean that it's going to come to pass unless we are willing to have the mindset of a soldier, Paul is telling Timothy. He says, and if you don't get that, then realize that you've got to train like an athlete. You can't be an amateur. He says, Timothy I need you to train like a professional. I need you to train with your armor. I need you to train with the weapons of your warfare. I need you to think like a professional athlete. I need you to pray like a professional. I need you to worship like a professional. I need you to declare God's word like a professional. I need you to go after God like a professional and not an amateur. If God were to come to you and I right now, would he look at us as an amateur or a professional? Because professionals think different than amateurs think. Professionals train different than amateurs train. Whatever you're called and created to do, the Spirit of God is saying, I need you to step up and quit being an amateur, but think like a professional. How about being a professional dad, a professional husband, a professional mom, a professional wife, a professional child of God? Are you an amateur or are you a professional? He says, if anyone competes in athletics anyone the word anyone there is anyone can sign up Just like anybody can ask Jesus to come into their heart and that's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life But when Paul is talking to Timothy, he says anybody can sign up. Anybody can get a, a, a ball and a jersey and say they're in athletics, but this isn't what Paul is talking about. He's saying, Timothy, you know, whenever I'm talking to you about athletics, you're not going to be crowned unless you train like a professional, unless you think like a professional. See, the amateurs at that time, they would come up to the and We'll get into this in a minute. It was a, it was a palace that was dedicated to the training of warriors. And there were diff- different types of things that they did. There there were boxers, there were wrestlers, there were pancreas. And at that time, a boxer had to wear a, a protection around his head or the, his skull would get crushed during, during boxing. And they would, have, they would have spikes and stuff on their gloves and metal in their gloves. And so whenever they, they hit, it would just shred the skin. These are the boxers that were training day in and day out in the palestria. This word palestria in the Greek means a house of struggles. that that the way God looks at the palestria, the church, the body of Christ, the ministries, that this is a house designed, a gathering designed to help us overcome the struggles in life. And in the palestria, in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God, there is everything that we need to be everything God has called and created us to be. The, The house of God, the ministries of God are designed to equip us to go out and be who we're supposed to be in the world, but most people live all their time in the world and give God they're leftovers because they have an amateur mindset when it comes to their relationship with God instead of a professional mindset when it comes to their relationship with God are you an amateur or are you a professional see the amateurs would come to the palestria and they would have it posted outside and they would see who's training today they would see who's fighting today and if it was going to be too hard they would turn around and go home but the professional they didn't even look at who was training They didn't even look at who the fight was going to be against. They had a mindset that was different, that I'm signed up, and I'm not signed up expecting to lose. I'm signed up to walk in the kingdom of God, in the family of God. I'm not trying to just get in the borders of Christianity. I'm going to continue to go after God, that I get so far into the things of God that I forget who I used to be because now I see myself the way that God sees me. I'm not looking at what I can just get by with and still go to heaven. Am I an amateur or am I professional when it comes to being who God has called and created me to be? You can only be you and I can only be me. You have your journey and I have my journey, but we've got to get real with ourselves. Are we an amateur or are we a professional? And this is what Paul is telling Timothy. He says, anybody can sign up, Timothy. But you know that in order for you to be crowned, there's a preparation process. When he says... No one is crowned unless they train according to the rules. What what he was talking about is that just, just like in today's society, there's pro scouts that they would go around to the communities during that time and they would look for the up and coming champions. They would look for the ones with potential and they would invite them to the palestria to train. And when they got to the palestria, they were connected with trainers who had the skills and the gifts and the ability to target certain muscles to help them win at what they're called and created to do just like the Holy Spirit goes around and He's chosen every one of us and He's invited us, He's recruited us to the palestria and there are certain ministries in your life that you're designed to connect to that have the skill and the anointing and the ability to help you win in whatever you're called to do. In the palestria, these boxers, the wrestlers, were, were another type of fighters that uh, every Roman young man in the upper culture was trained to wrestle as a part of, part, of the, part of society. And then there's what they call the pancretists. The Pancretists, they were the tough of the tough. And when you look at this word, in in the Greek language, it was somebody who was willing to work with all their might and all their power to prove that I don't care how intense the fight gets, I will win. See, they were a professional, they were not an amateur. And whenever the professional would come to the palestria and, and connect to the trainer, that professional would go into to an undressing room, not a dressing room, an undressing room, and then they would go from the undressing room they would put off all their old clothes and then they would go to a steam bath and the steam bath represents the blood of Jesus and the washing of the water of the word and it would cleanse all the all the old residue left there and they'd go from the steam bath and then would, they would go to this marble slab where they would lay down on the front and the back and the trainers would come in and begin to rub the oil into all their muscles and if they made it past that point because there were times they had to get the knots out there were times it was so painful just like there's times in our relationship with God that we need to, to hear what we need to hear and not just what we want to hear, that, that the trainers are rubbing the anointing into that area of our mind and that area of our life for us to get things right. And if, and if they made it from, from undressing to the steam bath to the marble slab, then they went into the second room where they were anointed another time before they, went in to, before they ever got to train. Now I want to stop here for a second. Because most people, if we were to say, how many of you want to experience the great things of God? Every one of us would say, yes, I I want to experience. How many of us want to experience the power of God, the healing of God, the wisdom of God, the will of God? We all say, yes, I, I, I want, I want. But there is no fulfillment of assignment thinking like an amateur. In the body of Christ, we want God to do everything and us to do nothing. In the body of Christ, especially here in America, I know people that will watch this in other parts of the country. It might not be so there, but here we are so used to God that we'll give God our leftovers and we'll just we're okay and thank God's okay with it. And we've got to ask ourselves when I stand before God. In, Am I going to be certain and assured that He's going to look at me as a professional and not an amateur? I don't want to be an amateur, Dad. I don't want to be an amateur husband. I don't want to be an amateur leader. I don't want to be an amateur man of God. I don't want to be an amateur. Do you? I, don't, I want to be a professional. And, and these pancreas. Think of of, they were there to display the power that was on the inside of them They were there to display the greatness on the inside of them You and I as children of God we have the greater one on the inside of us We have a power that can empower us to overcome anything that we face Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world But the only way we release the greatness that's on the inside of us Is changing the way we approach our relationship with God We can't continue to to train like an amateur and get the results of a professional are we amateurs or are we professionals? Now you see here, whenever the athletes would, would come to the Palestria, look, look at First Timothy chapter four, verse seven. First Timothy chapter four, verse seven, it says, "But reject profane and old wise fables and exercise yourself towards godliness." exercise yourself towards godliness, exercise, this word exercise in the Greek, it paints a picture of a professional fighter, a warrior that is willing to take off all their clothes and go through the process of preparation to be the professional that they're called and created to be. You know jared and i we've gone to different parts of the country and everything and and i like to work out we go to different gyms even here in america heather and i have gone to different places and you know every gym is different you go to a gym in another part of the world that Arnold schwarzenegger started you walk into that gym those people think different they train different the atmosphere is different because they are there to get results you go into zama zama gym where they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings The people think different, they believe different, they train different, they act different, because they really are there just to... I'm not even going to go any further. You see, that's the way the church is. We go to churches all over the place, and not every church is the same. There are churches there that make themselves feel better by just going through church on the way to lunch. Then there's church that teach the uncompromised Word of God, that they're there to get results. So when you come to the house of God, when you come to the palestria, are you coming with a training mindset, a preparing mindset, a heartbeat that, God, I want everything that you have for me, and I'm not backing off until I walk in it? Exactly. So let's keep going exercise you you think of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. According to the rules. Now, I'll, I want to kind of walk you through the process of these rooms. And I mentioned them a while ago, I'm going to go back, and I want you to think, we all said we want the greater. We all said that we want to walk in the power of God. But Paul is telling Timothy, I need you to think like a soldier. I need you to think like an athlete, not somebody who's just signed up. But I need you to think like a professional, Timothy. You're no longer an amateur. You said you wanted to be a professional, so I need you to think like a professional, believe like a professional, train like a professional. And so when these scouts would go out around the country and invite the people into the palestria, they would connect them with the trainer. They would go into the undressing room. And the undressing represents our willingness to undress the old us. Are you willing to undress that old attitude? Are you willing to let go the old mindset? Are you willing to let go of the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the anger, the fear, the doubt, the unbelief? Are you willing to undress because you can't go to the next place in your journey until you're willing to lay aside what's holding you back? Because when you lay aside what's holding you back, then it frees you up to receive everything that God has for you. But see, only a professional is willing to lay aside and allow God to do what He wants to do in us and through us and around us. We can say one thing with our mouth, but what's really going on inside of here? We can talk with our mouth and do this with our hands in church, but how are we training Monday through Saturday? Am I an amateur or am I a professional? Let's look at a few of these scriptures in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 1. He says, Therefore, lay aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, all evil speaking, and as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. See, whenever we lay something aside, we've got to replace it with something else. And, and what I replace it with is gonna determine what I desire. Stay with me. What I replace it with is gonna determine what I desire. He says, desire the word of God, just like a, a baby desires milk or we have a, some bottle fed calves at the house right now. Those calves are desiring the milk and that milk is gonna grow and that milk is gonna give them strength. He says, desire the word. See, whatever we give our attention to is gonna build a desire for good or bad. If I give my attention to bad, My desire for bad is going to grow If I give my attention to good My desire for good is going to grow He says lay aside Say lay aside He says, lay aside and start desiring the sincere milk of the word. And if I desire the word of God, it's going to cause a hunger to stir on the inside of me. And I'm going to grow into the person God's called and created me to be. I'm going to grow into the next level of my journey. I'm going to, I don't just want to go somewhere. I want to grow into the next stage. We we don't want to put ourselves there. We want to grow until God promotes us to that next stage. He says, desire the word of God so you can grow. Don't raise your hand. But I want you to think are you desiring God's word like an amateur? Or are you desiring God's word like a professional? Are you desiring His presence like an amateur? Or are you desiring God's presence like a professional? Are you worshiping like an amateur? Or are you worshiping like a professional? Are you giving like an amateur? Or are you giving like a professional? Are you surrendered like an amateur? Or are you surrendered like a professional? You're the only one who can make the decision. James chapter 1, verse 21, he says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save our soul. Ephesians 4:22 through 24 that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So notice these words lay aside. Notice the words put off. They're all talking about just like the, the, the trainer comes in, the professional athlete comes in and he's willing to take off the old clothes. He's willing to, to let go of the fear, let go of the doubt, let go of the negativity, let go of the bad attitude, let go of the anger, let go of the gossip, let go of the hurt, let go of the victim mentality. Well, I come from this, and I come from that, and they're all against me, and man, 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 suck my thumb and pull my ear. See, professionals professional is willing to let go and willing to embrace. What are you embracing? Am I embracing the engrafted Word of God which has the power to save my soul? Paul says in Romans 1 16, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. In other words, he says, the Word of God ignites something on the inside of me that empowers me to be the professional I'm called and created to be. There's more in every one of us than what we're walking in right now, but it takes a shift in the mindset for us to approach God like a professional. I want to be a professional prayer. I want to be a professional praiser. I want to be a professional giver. I want to be a professional. I want to be a professional with the word of God, with the shield of faith. See this these these warriors would come in and they would undress. And once they undressed, then they would go to the steam bath. And that represents you and I staying in the process that yes, there's going to be days that we miss it. Yes, there's going to be days that when you lose our temper or we, we, whatever the case is, but you stay, you, you keep undressing every day, you keep desiring every day, you keep showing up in the steam bath every day, you keep letting the blood of Jesus cleanse the way you think, the blood of Jesus cleanse your heart, you keep letting the water wash over your mind and wash over your heart and wash over the way you see things and it cleanses every area of your life, but it takes a decision that I'm going to keep showing up like a professional each and every day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the word like a professional I'm going to pray like a professional not just one day a week not just when it's convenient 1 John chapter 1 verses 7 through 9 you can read it in your own time but he says whenever we walk in the light as God is in the light he says the, the blood of Jesus cleanses us In other words, he's saying when you you apply the Word and you do what you know to do, he says you stay in that place of relationship that the blood keeps cleansing you. Even when you made a mistake, you repent and you get right back in the process and the blood, the power of the blood just keeps cleansing you. Cleansing the way you think. Cleansing your heart. You you stay under the water of the Word and allow to scrub those dirty areas of our life that aren't, aren't in alignment with God yet. And then the 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 professionals they would they would go and they would lay down on the marble slab because they had been willing to let go and they'd been willing to take the steam bath, and now they're laying down on the marble, and the trainers would come in and they'd start to to rub and coat them with the oil, which represents the Spirit of God, the anointing of God. He'd begin to coat the wood there from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and rub out those areas. The help of the Holy Spirit helps us work through the areas in our life. We're all a work in progress. Right? We need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us work through those situations and issues and ways of thinking. And then whenever they would get up from that slab there, they would go into another room and the trainers would come in with these big vases of oil and it would completely coat them. Now remember, they're getting to competing like a professional, but there's a preparation process. The dream that's on the inside of you, if you're still here, God still has more for you. The dream that's on the inside of you, it, it takes a professional approach, a professional preparation, a professional training that I'm willing to lay aside, I'm willing to stay in Relationship where the blood of Jesus cleanses me, the Word cleanses me, and I'm I'm willing to stay connected to divine relationships that they're going to tell me what I need to hear, not just what I want to hear. I'm connected to the ministries, that they're teaching the Word of God. See, the trainers would put the professionals on a strict diet. You know, it matters what you eat. If you want to, to live like a professional, if you want to train like a professional, he would put them on a certain program. See, listen, listen, the Word of God is like food to our spirit man. So what we watch and what we hear and what we're under, it affects our spirit man. It affects our strength level. How strong can I be? That only comes from a place of relationship with God. And, and they would come into the second room. And this is where they would really coat them with the, uh, the anointing oil at such a degree that they would, the temperature had to be just right in these rooms because it would open up the pores and it'd saturate them with the oil. And then when they'd get up from this, they would go into this small room... And, well, I say small, it's not like this room here, but it's a, it, it's a room that just had walls that didn't have a top on it, sand was on the bottom of the floor, and the sun was beaming down, and the sun was so hot, they say that it would kill an average person. But the purpose of this room, they had weights available, they had armors available, they had swords available, they had all these things available. Now, remember, they had been willing to lay aside. They didn't. They weren't thinking about giving up. They they were willing to go through the steam bath and go through the furnace room and now the second room and now they step in to this room and they are coated with the anointing of God all over them and they were so lubed that when their enemy would try to grab a hold of them they would slip right out of the enemy's hands because of the anointing of God that was on them because they had been preparing for such a time as this and with the anointing on them they would work out with the anointing on them they would stand the heat and it's just like a lot of believers they they, they get a lot of knowledge we read a lot of stuff we have all the t-shirts we have all the jewelry we have, you know, I love Jesus hats, we have all this type of stuff. There's nothing wrong with all that stuff. But is it just on your hat or is it in your heart? Is it just on your ear, your earrings, or is it in your heart? Is it just on your bumper stickers? Or is it in your heart? Because, see, when the heat comes, the oil gets slipperier. When the heat comes, it it, it lubricates the professional. And and they would bend down and they would slap their hands in the sand and they would get sand on their hands when it was time to fight, and they would they would go out and their opponent wouldn't have the sand on their hands. And they would try to get a hold of them, but the sand would cause them to grip a hold to their opponent and they would begin to wear them out because they had been training with their shield in the time of training. They'd been training with their helmet on, they'd been training with their shoes of peace on, they'd been training with their belt of truth and the sword of the spirit and their lances. They'd been training like professionals so they knew when to move. And they'd even train. They'd they'd play music. They'd play flutes. And and the sound, when the sound would increase, well then their moves would increase. And the sound would back off, well then their moves would back off. And to the point that they knew how to fight. They knew how to think. They knew how to step. They knew how to praise. They knew how to open their mouth and declare God's Word. They knew how to resist the devil. They knew how to intercede. They knew how. They knew how. Why? Because they didn't come with an amateur mindset, that came with the heartbeat of a professional, that I'm going to be everything God's created me to be, I'm going to do everything God's created me to do, I'm going to go everywhere God's created me to go, I'm going to approach my life like a professional, all for the glory of God. Are you an amateur, or are you a professional? See, you're the only one that can answer that, and I'm the only one that can answer that for my life. I believe tonight, together, let's make the decision that, that we're going to be professional when it comes to our relationship with God because if we're professional in our relationship with God, it's going to spill over into every other area of our life. You know what? It'll cause us to be professional in our businesses. It'll cause us to be professional in our families. It'll cause us to be professional. And I say professional. I'm not talking about your rules and regulations and and, and restrictions and restraints. I'm talking about an empowerment from Almighty God Himself to help us live a victorious life in the here and now. Father, I just pray over every single individual at the sound of my voice, that we have a desire to rise up and live a life of victory, that we rise up and be everything we're called and created to be, that we rise up, that we're willing. Tonight, Father, we surrender the, the doubt, the fear, the unbelief. We lay it aside and we turn our focus on You and we desire Your Word and we desire Your presence and we desire Your goodness And Father, I I ask even while each of us are driving home, while we're sleeping tonight, that your Word is ministering to us, that there's a hunger, there's a thirst, there's a desire. Holy Spirit, show us how to be professional men and women for the glory of God. Now, Father, I bless each and every individual here tonight. I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you get something out of the Word tonight? We're professionals. Amen.